Welcome to the Fantasy Geniuses Podcast with your hosts, Austin McAdam and Andrew Hagenbaugh. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Geniuses Podcast. It's episode 11. I'm going to keep counting now. Yes. It's episode 11. We are your hosts. I am Andrew Hagenball, and across from me, as always, my very good friend, Mr. Austin McAdam. Austin, how you doing, buddy? I don't feel good. <laughs> I'm sure you guys can hear that. I really don't feel good, but I want to make sure I got this out here for you guys. I'm not quitting on you, so pardon the the, the nasally voice for today, please. <laughs> the sick nasally yeah. voice, fighting through it, but we got to love it. It's Friday, so that means Thursday night football happened and it was the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. I'm sure Pat McAfee's not too happy right now. No. But the no, Houston not. the Houston Texans go on to win 20 to 17 against the Indianapolis Colts. It, it was a very close game. It was a very good game. It was a good game. It was very good. It was very close. I I mean, I think if Brissett could have just stepped it up just one more gear and like that one just, you know, find that other gear that he needed to get to that he's been at yeah. i mean he's been like a sleeper and like before he got hurt he was like one of those like sleeper mvp candidate kind of people like players that in my eyes like that's how i was looking at him just because he was playing so well and i mean i know it's only one game and he's been injured and everything so i get it but man if he could have had that one extra gear i feel like he could have put something together and been able to get that to go a little different yeah, I feel like it was slowed down a little bit by that knee injury. Yeah. And it really showed because on that uh, fourth and seven, he got six yards. And people were wondering, well, was it because of his knee? Mm-hmm. Could he have gotten the extra yard? Could he have got that extra yard? If he wasn't injured. So, I mean, that's the question for another day. But it, it did affect the outcome. It was 20 to 17. Deshaun Watson, the boys pulled it out. Yeah, they did. But uh, going back to the indie side of the ball, congratulations, Jonathan Williams owners. You have. Uh, struck gold for the week yeah so you're you're not you're very happy with his hundred yard and the touchdown uh outing with a couple of receptions there so you're you're very happy with that and that's a good thing to see as well because you know that he's going to be the one soaking up all that work there which is really nice to see for a team that does run the ball as much as they do i mean he had 26 carries last night yeah but he had a workload last i mean night. in total they they ran a total of let's see here they ran 35 30, times yeah 39 carries in total is what they had, the whole team had? Yeah, in total, because Williams had 26, Neaheim Hines had nine, and then Brissett had four. Oh, I didn't see Brissett had any. I just was adding theirs together. But, yeah, no, running back-wise, it was 35. Yes. And, I mean, he had 26 of them. 26. So he had a lot of rushing, and he even caught a couple passes out there. So, like, you know, he's even going to be receiving-wise really nice for PPR. So I like seeing that. I don't like having Marlon Mack out. That's not good for anyone, but – in the meantime, if you are a Jonathan Williams owner, you're pretty happy right now. Yeah, and you were really happy because Jacoby Brissett was terrible in the air. Only right. 16 of 25 for 129 yards. Just not the greatest performance in the air for Jacoby Brissett. Nope, but, you know, he, that does, my eyes, that doesn't mean anything. I, my view on Jacoby does not change. He had a rough game. Everyone's going to have it. You know, I honestly expected these kind of games at the beginning of his season rather than in the dead yeah. middle, you know, but, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see where he keeps going. I still like him. I have no – I get it. He's coming off of injuries, and he's probably slowed down. He was facing a pretty good defense. So you yeah. can't – you know, you can't rag him on too good. But, man, yeah, on the other side of the ball, Deshaun Watson finally found – for what feels like it's been the first game. I know D-Hop has been been fine, you know, relatively. For, but he hasn't given you this kind of game that you've been wanting consistently. No. You no, know. he he caught six passes for ninety four yards and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, that's right. I, I think that's the boost that he's needed was to get at least a multiple touchdown game. Yeah, he needed that. So six more yards, though. Come on, man, you could have done it. Yeah, six more yards. You could have got that hundred. You could have gotten a hundred. And Will Fuller's first game back, seven receptions for one hundred and forty. So Will Fuller, if you guys still have Will Fuller, he got you good numbers. Both of those guys, D Hop and Will Fuller, are both easy weekly starts in my eyes. I don't see. How you can't. They both get enough work to be a number one receiver, but they're on the same team. Like, mm-hmm. I just, you, you just can't not. You know, it's too, too good of a quarterback there. And he just, 
throws too good passes. Yeah, threw for almost 300 yards off of 19 passes. One of my favorite moments from last night's game was when D-Hop, he caught that touchdown and went and brought it to his mom. It was, she's, there's been a lot of going, stuff going around with those two, him and his mom, and she's blind. I don't know if you've seen any of his stuff on him, but I guess they have like this really cool connection and, and uh, she, but yeah, no, she was at the game last night and she's blind and he caught the touchdown and went immediately, found her, went right to her. And was yelling out and, you know, mom and everything. And she put her hands out. He gave her the ball and everything. It was, I don't know, it was just a cool moment. Like I saw it on Twitter this morning. Yeah, I saw that too on Twitter. And isn't that become his routine now? If he scores a touchdown, he gives the football to his mom. He gives it to his mom. Which is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I just think that's, it's really cool tradition that he's got going. And, you know, he'll, just family-wise, it might not be go down as anything crazy in the NFL, obviously, anything like that. But for him himself as a person... That's a really cool thing for him to do, and he'll really appreciate that he did that later. Yeah, and I'm sure that really helps him, too, in games. Mm-hmm. So it gives him, like, that extra boost. Yeah, he's got that motivation. Yes. You know, I, I want to go see my mom. I want to yeah. go see my mom, you know, so I need to go score. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but last night's game, it was a good game, really. I'm a little bummed. I really thought the Colts were going to pull this one off, but, you know. It is what it I, is. I wanted to see the Colts pull this one off, I guess. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of where I was at. I wanted to see the Colts pull it off. You know, it's well, just where I was at. The good thing for the Colts and Col- and owners of these guys, if you're tight ends owners of Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle, you, you got some good numbers. Yeah, for, for a tight end at least, and especially in this depleted tight end market that is this year's fantasy, Yeah, you, you can't be too upset. No, they, they put up some decent numbers last night, each of them coming close to 50 yards. Yeah. So they, they put up big numbers, and like you said, in a thin tight out or tight end league, our fantasy league right now it's it's very hard to find a guy and you in Indianapolis and I think that's the best thing about the Colts is that they got two receivers or tight ends they can count on Mm, which is I mean that's really good for them because either one goes down they know that well the the other one can step up the other one can step up and be a full-time role rather than a split kind of job right and I I like that I, I agree with you there but yeah no so you know, it was a pretty good Thursday night football game. I'm, I wasn't wasn't upset by any means, that's for sure. Yeah, one of the best Thursday night games we've seen. Yeah, I'm year. excited for this Monday night game. Though I'll tell you what, I'm really yeah. excited for this Monday night. game. Oh, I am too. But we'll get that to that. We'll get there to that. Yeah, we'll get there. We're doing the Sunday picks after we do some news and some updates here. So let's get into that. So equals running back Jay Ajayi, or I believe it's Jay Ajayi. Yeah, Jay Ajayi is in to have a quote unquote notable role versus the Seahawks. So. I kind of expected this because he's coming back into a situation that he is familiar with. This isn't a I'm the new kid, it's just I'm returning home kind of situation. Right. So I I expected him to be able to come in and, you know, you see new running backs get signed and like have a slower, they kind of have to be worked into things. Like David Montgomery. Yeah, like he is going to have, he doesn't have to get worked into things. The only thing he'll have to get worked into is just getting back into the NFL contact. Yeah. Because that's different. You can't prepare for that. You can't prepare to be hit by a semi-truck. <laughs> just, just get back into the playbook and so, just get back hit. And get but hit. Yeah. because he's already is familiar with all the guys there, it's not like he's going in learning a new facility, meeting new people. I mean, yeah. some people obviously, but, you know, that's everywhere. It's every year for a team. So he's just going through the normal things. It's not anything crazy different. So he's going to be able to pick up the pace a lot faster and he's 100 percent healthy so i yeah. i expect a pretty pretty decent game out of jj yeah i expect a pretty good game out of him too he could be a guy that you can actually use in a flex maybe so yeah. and the, the notable role i mean he's like you said he's gonna come back and he's i think he's gonna get a bunch of carries especially with that like weird kind of banged up philly back yeah right the sanders that, being out and stuff that backfield like that. so we'll see We'll definitely see what's going on there. So Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster concussion is confirmed out as well as his teammate James James Conner with that shoulder injury so that he injured against the Browns again. So both are going to be out this week versus the Bengals. Boo-hoo. They'll be fine. (laughs) Just means James Washington goes up. Jalen Samuels is going to do the exact same things James Conner would do. So they have a really good situation there in their backfield with those two because they both can do – nearly identical things yeah it's not too much of a loss for the Steelers I mean you're going up against the Bengals and you still have like you said James Washington Jalen Samuels so it's I not mean, like you lost anything in those two receive the receiver and running back spot I mean Juju hasn't even been effective at all this season you, he hasn't been what you thought he was going to be so no. it's not like 
As, and it's probably because that Ben Roethlisberger's out. I agree. If Ben Roethlisberger's in there next year, if Ben is playing and he's the full-time starter and, you know, all that, which I don't see why he wouldn't be, but if that's the case. Then Juju should be back Juju, I see, being a much better option. I still, though, think that, and this is something we can talk more about in the offseason and everything, but, um, like, when it comes to dynasty leagues and stuff where you have Juju, I'm not selling on them quite yet. A lot of people are at the point where they're kind of like, man, I just am ready to get rid of them. And like Mm -hmm. either they're going for draft picks or they're trying to just swap young guys and stuff. He's still, he's still very valued talent and value and just age and everything. When it comes to stuff like that, he is exceptional. Maybe not for the rest of this year. So if you're in a situation where, I mean, if you're trying to win now, yeah, I hear you. I get it. But looking long run dynasty wise, He's someone you want to keep. Well, yeah, and he's also due for a big game, too. Mm-hmm. So and he just has that talent to, even with a backup quarterback, he can do work and get you some very, very high talented points and get you some big points. So I, I don't see this being a problem for the Steelers, having Juju out or James Conner. J, or James Washington should have full control and so should uh, Jalen Samuels. They should be just fine. The, the Steelers should easily beat the Bengals unless the Bengals just decide they want to change up and actually win a football game. Yeah, I, um, and I don't see that happening. By Which the way. I don't either. I think they could be the next team going to 16 Yeah, I don't. I mean, look at the rest of their. Do they have Washington or Miami the rest of the season? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll confirm that. But I, I either way, I don't even see that happening. So. But that's what's going on there. So then we'll we'll go on to the next little bit we got here. So Titans Delaney Walker has been listed as doubtful. Um, I mean, he's just been back and forth. It's so back and forth there. Johnny Smith is probably going to still be taking all the tight end snaps there. So nothing nothing new there. One thing that now this next one here is kind of a situation that I wanted to talk about a little bit just because it's so weird. The Mitch Trubisky situation. It doesn't make sense. They need, you know, they what was there? Was was it four minutes, three minutes, something like that left in the game? Yeah. They yank him to a air quote hip injury, and like what? In the he's got the that's the time of the game where he has the most adrenaline going through him. He is he wasn't showing like signs that he was hurt. Like not at all. He wasn't looking like he was hurt. He just was playing bad. So. I don't know. I I didn't. I thought it was weird. It didn't seem like there was enough communication with that whole team, and they like it didn't even seem like the team knew it was happening. No, like, not at all. He came off the field, and it, it just seemed like he was like, "Wait, what? I have a hip injury? Like, I what? <laughs> you know?" And like, I, he I, was confused. Yeah, even. I, I think the Bears just wanted to yank him out and just get him out of there and just be like, "Listen, you're done for the night." But to add on to that, don't worry. He's back and he's starting versus the Giants. So, um, whatever's happening there, I no, want nothing of. Yeah, no one has a clue. No one cares. Just put in David Montgomery. Yeah, David Montgomery, you play. That's it. I think that's it. Yep, that's it. That's the only. That's would, the only. Other than their defense, you play their defense. Yeah, I would say Allen Robinson too, but Mr. Risky. Yeah, but who's throwing it to him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want either of them. I would. Really. Have, I would rather have a ball machine. Yeah, throw just it to him. put a ball machine out there and let the defenders know where it's going. We'd have a better shot. But <laughs> um, Browns tight end David Njoku will not be playing per earlier reports in the week that he was planning on playing this week. He will not be playing against the Dolphins, which does kind of stink, but uh, I'd rather him be 100% ready to go as a Browns fan personally and just a fantasy owner as well. I'd rather him be 100% ready to go than go into a game rushed. Yeah, 100%. Um, he, he's one of those guys where when he does come back, you immediately he go you go and pick him up. Because he, <laughs> not not only is he a guy that can score that can get you big time plays, but he can score automatically. Like he's a huge red zone target for Baker. Baker yeah. loves him in the red zone. Yeah, he usually has a giant height advantage, and if not, he he could jump. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, he, he's got the best vert, tank. He's got the best vert in the game for tight ends. Yeah, he so. does. He really wasn't he a basketball player? He was a basketball player, I, I believe. I believe he was a college basketball player before he yeah, played so he, football. I know that. I just know that he. I mean, he's just an athletic freak. He really is. Yes. He's a specimen when it comes to that stuff. He has been extremely unlucky when it comes to injuries, so we haven't got to really see an entire, you know, a good sample size of him. 
but from what we have seen and what we have had, like what we have data wise and everything from him, he's he has everything that is needed to be a top tier tight end in this league. Yeah, and with the Browns' struggles in the red zone, he could be that huge piece that can bring him back to a good scoring red zone offense. Right. So, so I, well, I'm. If, that's what I want out of them, obviously. Yeah, but if, if not, Stephen Carls is the best bet. <laughs> yeah, he's catching footballs off of heads of defenders. So. <laughs> Next up, we've got two of the Rams' wide receivers. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he has been the one dealing with the concussion. He is has co- cleared the concussion protocol, which is good. And then Robert Woods is back from that personal issue he was having. He did not make the uh, injured reserve list or the injury report, anything like that. So looking like both of them will be playing this week. Yeah, it looks like both will be playing. Both, or at least Brandon Cooks in the flex and Robert Woods back into your wide receiver two role. Maybe. Yeah, if Robert Woods is back, you're playing him. Yeah. If, if Brandon Cooks... Those wide receivers, I mean, they're all – I mean, Cup and Woods both – Cup is definitely the wide receiver one of the team, but I would say Cup and Woods both have wider wide receiver one upside like together. Like Woods definitely has the upside of wide receiver one. He can always do that. Yes. But I think his floor – is more than just the right. He's going to get you wide receiver two numbers, but he has that chance to have mm-hmm. that big game for you. I mean, he's and already, then Cooks is a wide receiver three. Cooks is going to get you. Cooks is if you need him. Basically, he's yeah. that third option. He's a flex wide receiver three. Yeah, he's a flex to wide receiver three. That's just what he is, and just because of how he's been playing this year, I personally just with all the concussions. I mean, this is like his second or third something like that, yeah. right in succession. So, I'm I'm staying away. In my personal opinion. Yeah, I would stay away, too. You don't want CTE on your team. No, you, you don't want to deal with that. It's not a it's not a fun thing to deal with. No, not at all. You don't want to have to be sitting here middle of the week. Not even it's end of the week. It's Friday. We're going into football here in a couple of days, and it's yeah. you're still wondering, hmm, who am I starting? I don't even know. Who like, can it, I play? You don't want that. You want to know right now. You want to know yesterday, actually. You want to know before the Thursday night game your final lineup. Exactly. So when you're dealing with that and you're, I mean, but that's just part of the game, fantasy and with injuries and everything, you, you deal with it. It is what it is. So we continue on. Falcons tight end Austin Hooper and running back Devonta Freeman will both not be playing Sunday. Uh, both are still trending in the right direction, which is good. No one, I don't think anyone should have expected them to play this week. I was hopeful just because I have Austin Hooper, but I feel it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they, I'm saying the earliest, and this is even something I had said earlier, earlier than this this uh, episode was. I think next week will be the earliest for either of them. I think there's a better chance for Devonta than there is Austin, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a better chance that Devonte will be back before Austin Hooper, and so because Hooper Dick they they did try to bring him back early. So I don't get why they're trying to kind of rush this MCL injury a little bit. Yeah, no, that's not something you mess with because that's and we talked about go, this, yeah we talked about this someone about someone earlier this year actually Jacoby Jacoby Percent. Percent. yeah that's right so it, he you gotta sit him down for a little bit sit just him down. let it fully heal don't let, yeah I mean your team like if you're Atlanta right now. You you're need not that, you need that tight end you're not really worried at the you're not looking at playoffs right now you're really not. You know you're not. What are they? Three and three and seven, seven, something like that. Like they're not whatever they are. You know, there's something like that. They're not at a point where you need to rush, right? Maybe you went out. There's I don't know. I with all the injuries and stuff that you're having and how well he's played, you don't want to risk him having a injury that could actually affect his entire career mm-hmm. rather than just the rest of the season because that's what the that's what an MCL ACL does. That can change someone's career. For the rest of their the rest of their career, you know that can right. change that. So same thing with like an Achilles injury. Achilles are definitely worse. I mean, a real good example is, and I know it's a different sport, but if you look at Kobe Bryant when he tore and ruptured that Achilles, yeah, his dominance changed. Everything changed. I know he was already older. I get that, but he it, was still at a point where he could have easily taken over any game he wanted just because that's what he did. You yeah. know. That that happened and it was over. That just is how I mean, he still had a couple of good games here and there, but you know, it's but and there's been other football players where it's happened to as well. It's just that was the most notable and one right immediately on my head. So situations like that, don't play. Don't play with them. So with yeah. Austin Hooper, he needs to know when he comes and tells you, I'm ready, that's when you go. Now I'm the doctor. 
Yeah. He needs to be confident in himself, too. Yeah, I agree. Austin Hooper will be – I'm sure he'll be back by the end of the season. Oh, for, no, I know he'll be back by the end of the season. But, he'll be here for fantasy playoffs and everything. It's just – But not for the fact that it, you might as well just say okay. – because they talked about if him and Freeman didn't practice anyways on – I believe it was Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If they didn't practice – well, it was thir- – if they didn't pra- – that's what Because we talked about, about it Tuesday. About. Yeah, if they, don't, if they don't practice Thursday or Friday, they weren't, they playing. weren't playing. So. And I'm assuming they didn't practice Thursday because mm-hmm. we didn't see the report that they did or not pra- or did or didn't practice. No, I checked. They didn't practice Thursday, yeah. or it was. It might have been. I think one of them may be limited kind of situation, but no one practiced fully on Thursday yeah. for him. So I didn't expect it after that. No, we didn't expect much of anything. So yeah, Hooper and Devontae Freeman were basically expected to be out. Yep. So we'll talk about them more next week. So. Kind of the same situation here, but no running back. We're talking both tight ends. So the both Giants tight ends here, their first and second option, both out. Evan Ingram and Rhett Ellison, both can be out for for Sunday, which yeah, doesn't help them. They already have a pretty tough defensive matchup. Yeah. He Danny Dimes, as he is going to need as many offensive options as he can. He am hoping is going to have a healthy Saquon Barkley. We haven't really heard anything else out of that, no. which is a good thing. I'm hoping. I think it's a good thing. That's what I would assume, but I feel like they'd ease our hearts, <laughs> you know? Either there. He just says, I'm good to go. Just don't mention anything right. major. It's and not I'm, anything major. <laughs> either way, he is playing as of every report now he's playing, so that's good. Um, so, But it's looking like he's going to be the, the main option. Him and Darius Slayton are going to be yeah. the, the, do, the two guys to go to. They're, the, they're your go-to New Yorkers this week. So Yeah, I mean, you're down to two tight ends, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what else you got? So, And then the last one that we're going to have here, no surprise to anybody, uh, A.J. Green's out again. So, yeah, yeah there's that. <laughs> yeah, A.J. Green will be back next year, So Yeah, he looks like he's never, ever – no, I'm, not, I'm kidding. But it just doesn't – it yeah. feels like he's never going to play again just from how all these reports keep coming out. But I know. All right. Well, that's all the news and the updates that we're going to have for today for you guys. Um, so I know this is going to be a little different. We typically have like start sits and things like that. But we thought it would be a little more fun if we because we were doing the the game picks and everything. If instead when we're making our picks, we kind of just talk about the games a little more and, you know, bring up relatively fantasy relevant players, things like that. Like bring up just yeah topics as we're talking about all these games that are coming up this week and then do that. Rather than the start sits. And then if you guys have start sit questions, ask us the specific start sit questions on any of our social medias and we'll answer for you guys. Yeah. I think that would be a lot more fun because then you get to actually hear the specifics of exactly what you need for your team. And we get to engage with you. Exactly. And then we get to talk to you. We get to engage with you guys, which is a lot more fun for us. And then we're still doing our top seven defenses and I've got that here. So we will make sure to hit those. Even got an extra one for you guys. Okay, cool. Into the picks. Let's go. Starting with Tampa Bay at Atlanta. I am going Atlanta Falcons. Yep. I am going to be with you here. I am also going Atlanta. They are the favorite in this game. But I... I personally believe that they started to figure themselves out a little bit. And that defense. That defense. My my special defense. That (laughs) defense has been rolling these last few weeks. So that continues in this game. Jameis Winston is going to have another three, four interception game. So no surprise. Atlanta wins. Yep. I'm with you there. All right. So we have the same answers there. I like it. Okay. Next, we're going to Miami at Cleveland. I, just, I take Cleveland just because Cleveland's at home. And, yeah, they lost Olivier Vernon. They lost Miles Garrett. They lost Larry Ogunjobi. I don't think that affects them too much. I mean, that offense is not – I mean, Fitzpatrick is nothing to mess with because he's Fitzmagic and he could pull out magic anytime he wants to. You know the Cleveland's the underdog in this game, right? Just like betting-wise and everything. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Betting-wise, or, the under, or the underdogs. Yeah, which is kind of weird, but I'm yeah, I was really weirded out by that. But I know we're like ten and a half favorites on like Vegas lines or something like that. So, but yeah, we're at home. I think the offense continues to roll like how we've been in the last few games. I think this winning streak continues. I think you see the Browns go five and six. Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm with you there. Push I'm closer Cleveland. to the play. Yeah, push closer to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm going Cleveland as well. That's just it's Miami. I they've <laughs> it's two fluke wins in my eyes. 
for yeah. them. That's all it is. I see two fluke wins for them. But, I mean, I guess one was against an absolutely awful Jets team because they're yes. awful. But so are they. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> we'll see. Next, Giants at Bears. I am going with the Bears. Going with the Giants. So I, I, This one I had a feeling we were going to be a little different. I just like the defensive matchup of the Bears. I think the Bears are going to be too much for Danny Dimes. And I know Mr. Trubisky, please have a decent game at least. Yeah. <laughs> but if anything, David Montgomery is going to come out and just be an absolute beast. See, I see this being a big running back game. I see yes. Saquon trying to not have his worst career and like show people that hey i'm fine again negative yardage yeah i see him having that game where he just wants to put the team on his back mm-hmm. and david montgomery is basically the only thing that the giant or the excuse me the bears are going to be able to do so that's what they're going to do that's why i think it's going to be a big running back game so i'm i'm actually pretty pumped for that because i have them both <laughs> so um, this is a game that's a big game for me that giants bears game next one i have here on the list for us is going to be seahawks at eagles this one I feel pretty easy. I'm going Seattle. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? I mean, it's yeah. it's 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 Russell Wilson going up against a team that MVP. wants him to pass. Yeah, <laughs> MVP Wilson. So I don't have any other. I mean, that's just that's it. It's the he Eagles' just, defense is set up to say, "Hey, pass on us," and that's how you have to beat us. And Russell Wilson's going to look at them and say, "And first off, he's just going to laugh in their face and say, you understand I'm.'" the best quarterback in this league right now so you, that's fine you, have you seen my passing numbers this season yet right i mean it's kind of ridiculous and you see that i just added josh gordon to this team <laughs> so i exactly and josh gordon's on the team now and yeah so that's gonna be uh that'll be a fun one to watch if you're a seahawks fan oh absolutely definitely i'm i do like that one a lot it's it'll be a fun fantasy wise just because those are there's a lot of fantasy relevant players in there mm-hmm. so that'll be really cool i mean i know there's a lot of fantasy relevant players in a lot of games but jacob hollister there's right hollister and russell wilson you got lockett and you've got chris carson and then on the Eagles side alshon jeffrey you've got wentz all of the running backs however that's gonna work Ertz, goddard or no not goddard goddard's not (laughs) (laughs) i'm with you dude i'm i'm just as confused i think goddard is on i believe this is just a, this is a fact check. So if you guys are sitting here wondering what the heck's going on, this is a fact check. We 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 got to be one hundred percent accurate. We, there's no non accuracy on the show. We have to be accurate. Um, da, 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 da. Do you have it? That yeah. No. Goddard. Okay. I knew I was right. He yeah. does play for Philly. There's, yes. I don't know why I second guess myself. But yeah. I yeah no. So Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard are both there. It's a, kind of the same situation as what's going on in Indy with the whole you know two tight ends of stuff there. So it's pretty cool. I I like when teams do that. Yeah. I personally would rather have a tight end though. When it comes to fantasy wise, I like having a single tight end because they get the more they get more of the the bulk of the work, more points, but. It makes teams better. Your teams play better and score more when they have that kind of situation because it's just more threats that they have to worry about. So next game I have up here is Panthers at the Saints. Ooh, Panthers at Saints. I am going with the Saints. Okay, this is another one where I'm going to go different on you. I know the Saints are favored. I like Carolina for the same reason I've liked Carolina the rest of the way. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) It's... He's just too dang good. He really is. It's just, he's, it's insane. He is single-handedly the best running back in the game. I just think Drew Brees is just going to be too much. I, I really do. Drew Brees and Michael Thomas last game have been excellent. I mean, Michael Thomas is going to, he's rest of season. He's the number one wide receiver for on the season. He's probably yes. going to end the number one receiver. You know, there's no. There's no doubt about it. Michael Thomas is just an animal. Yeah, and that's my gut feeling that's going to happen in this game. It's going to be a lot of Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Yeah, and Jerry Cook might hop in there well, Jerry Cook, here yeah. and there. Yeah. And, but, no, I'm with you. And, you know, we'll have just the running backs in this game are elite. So it's a game that's going to be fun to watch there. You know, quarterbacks are on two different sides. You've got a rookie in Kyle Allen who's been playing well. And then an absolute veteran in, in Drew Brees that has missed some of the season who 
is trying to get right back into the game and be fine, you know. So, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. I am rocking with the Panthers, though. Yeah, all right. Let's go into the next game. Oakland at New York Jets. Here, I'm going with Oakland. Another underdog. I'm going with the Jets. Yeah? I, I like the Jets. Oh, I don't consider Oakland to be the underdogs. I guess you're probably right. Yeah. Because... I'm looking. The, I guess the the site that I'm using, like for the list and everything, is it has like people's consensus picks on here. You're right. So a lot more people have picked the Jets than they have the Raiders. That's why I said that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going for the upset, mm-hmm. which is what I am too. I I love the upset. I think Sam Darnold is going to find his place. I, I don't really think this defense is too spectacular for Oakland, and it, it makes for le- a good day for like guys like Le'Veon Bell. It makes a good day for, like, Robbie Anderson mm-hmm. and a lot of those guys, Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder, definitely. Robbie Anderson's been on and off this season. If uh, He had a decent game this past week. So. Yeah, he's had one. he has had that decent game. But I guess my reason for the Raiders here is because, on the contrary of what you said, their defense has been, the last couple of weeks, stepping up. It's yes. been a lot better. It's been a lot better. And Derek Carr, and I mean... These two quarterbacks here are quarterbacks that we just spoke about on Tuesday. We just talked about both of these guys on Tuesday. So about how we liked them so much. So I like both quarterbacks here. I completely understand why you're going with the Jets. But I think Derek Carr has been playing better than Sam Darnold. Oh, absolutely. I know the Jets have a better defense. I think that at least when it comes to passing. I think they have a better defense. Yeah, I think they do. They have a better passing defense for sure. Yeah. I believe. But they're both mediocre, you know, still, and I get that. They can both be exploited. But Derek Carr has been just – I feel like he has the better weapons in this in this game. Yes. And Josh Jacobs is an absolute animal as well. And Josh Jacobs is going to probably have like 30 carries this game. Yeah. You know, and he's just going to just absolutely pound on him. That's my reasoning. And – I completely understand everyone thinking the upset. I just don't see the Raiders giving up. They've been on a tear. They really have. So I, they've been shocking people. Ever since they lost AB at the beginning of the season, everyone just chalked them up for dead. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the fact that they're doing as well as they are, staying positive. It's kind of shocking. It's Yeah, right. Exactly. It's very shocking. So that's why I'm going with them. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, Denver at Buffalo. Buffalo. Is where I'm going here. Josh Allen will be able to overcome this defense. He has too many weapons there that he's able to utilize, and his legs are a weapon as well. He's, you know, just like Cam Newton was, honestly. Like that's the that's who he immediately reminds me of, Josh Allen. Yeah. When you like need if I have to compare him to another NFL quarterback, that's that's who he reminds me of. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Allen. Um but Brandon Allen. So oh. I'm going with the Denver Broncos. Really? Okay. Uh, the last couple of games, man, they've been spectacular. Yeah. They really have been. Not defensive, not just defensively, but that offense, for some reason, with Joe Flacco in there, it was just a weird offense. Didn't it, run right. It didn't, it didn't feel right. But when Brandon Allen's in there, oh, my God, they just flow. They were up 20 to nothing on the Minnesota Vikings. 20 to nothing. I saw that, yeah. Now, now, granted, that defense gave up 27 unanswered yeah. <laughs> in the second half, which the Vikings are the first team yeah. out of 99, <laughs> out of 99 uh, losses. Because uh, teams are 0 for 99, went down 20 at half. Yep. And now the Vikings are the first team first, to do uh, it. The first team to do that, which was pretty crazy to watch. Oh, yeah, it was insane to watch because I had Kirk Cousins. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I was screaming <laughs> my head off like a schoolgirl. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> for me, it's just... For some reason, the offense just clicks so well, and I, I like how they flow. And I think Cortland Sutton gets more involved with Brandon Allen than he did with Joe Flacco. Definitely, Brent, or excuse me, Cortland Sutton has been really, really good. Yeah, um, and he was a good pick this year. That's for sure. Yeah, and Philip Lindsay has been back to Philip Lindsay we saw in mm-hmm. his rookie year. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm really liking. I'm really liking Denver in this game. I got you. That's man. I like the the differences. Someone's gonna have a chance here to yeah. both have a chance here to, to take, take, take a lead. Yeah. Next one we're gonna go here with is going to be Detroit at Washington. I mean, I, I pretty think, easy, huh? Yeah. 
Washington, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be going Detroit here. Yeah, you can take Detroit. Washington if you want. I'm going Detroit. Um, I can't stand Washington. It's going to be Detroit. The Redskins haven't scored more than 17 points since their second game of the season. Yeah. Abysmal. Abysmal. They're basically in a chasing, you know, a shoving match with the Bengals for worst team in the NFL. So it's it's so bad when your fans are shouting "sell the team" at games. Yeah, I mean that's horrifying. You can get a ticket to this game. Did you see this for yeah. a rap, Taco Bell wrapper? <laughs> basically, four dollars. You can get into this game. Do you want to go for four dollars? <laughs> You want to go? <laughs> if you're trying to make the trek to Washington, but <laughs> I'll go. That's a that's basically a free football game. Yeah, so it's it's pretty I'll it's crazy. My, I'll wear my Baker jersey in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to Detroit here definitely. I mean, it's this is good for someone who picked up Bo Scarborough, and he's going to have a an opportunity here to go up against a defense that's not very good. He's going to be able to pay off you know the people yeah. who, who picked him up you know picked him up and started him this week hopefully not give you a game like uh brian hill did back when you were picking him up hoping that man he's gonna be the next greatest thing and i'm so happy he's the only one there to get work and the two guys that they activated off of the practice squad got the touchdowns so yeah hopefully everyone with Bo scarborough has them in their lineup because he's facing the Oh, just a terrible, terrible defense, and they're going to be able to run the score up here. So definitely going Lions. Yeah, I'm going Detroit as well. I, this is going to be a big game for Jeff Driscoll. It's going to be a big game for guys like Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, Bo Scarborough. It's just going to be a monster day for that offense, and that defense is just going to have a, a nice, easy break. It's going to be like a bye week for them. It's just a nice, easy break. They're just going to take a rest. I hope Dwayne Haskins plays really well. I really hope so, but... Also, too, it's, the team is just awful. Yeah. Sell the team. Sell, Sell the, the team. team. <laughs> uh, next game, this is the last of the day games that we've got here, is going to be Steelers at Bengals. I'm going Steelers. Yeah, you kind of have to. The Bengals are tanking. They don't want to win, so they're not going to. Tank for Chase Young. <laughs> they're, they're just tanking. See, if they get number one pick, I don't think they go Chase Young. No, they go Tua. They need a quarterback. I don't know if it's Tua yet. I don't, th- it should, I don't think Tua should be a number one pick just because of his injuries. With these injuries and stuff, I, I don't know how I feel about it because you've, you've seen it happen before where you give up on a guy and then he drops and still does well. So it's he, you're so high on him then, and it's, it's a dislocated hip. Those are You can recover from that. Yes. So – and he has so much time. That's a lot of time to recover. You know, from the beginning of next season is a lot of time. Yeah, but this season he's already had what three injuries this season? Ankle, ankle, hip. Ankle, ankle, hip. Like if that happens in the NFL, your career's over in your first year. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, which is rough. So, but no, I, I am with you. I just don't think that he is number one pick. I don't. I still no. think he goes lottery. Uh, he goes lottery, but yeah, he's he not still one. goes lottery. I don't think he goes number one. If Bengals have the number one pick. Uh, they either trade down so they can still get a quarterback because someone's going to want Chase Young. Yes. They're able to – they're going to be able to fight that. You know, They'll be able to use that to their advantage. I think someone would be able to trade up to one to get Chase Young and then the Bengals still get the quarterback they want. Yeah. And then they can get something else out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, just because, like we said earlier, James Washington and <laughs> – Jalen Brown, or, or not Jalen Brown, I, I'm thinking basketball. Jalen Samuels, for some reason I got basketball in my brain. <laughs> um, Jalen Samuels is going to have a monster game. I think, I guess you could say this is kind of like a little redemption game for Mason Rudolph. Um, no. That's, it, that's, if, <laughs> that's if he doesn't get hit in a helmet again. Yeah, I. that whole situation is something that we haven't went back to, obviously, but yeah. It's a disgusting situation. It's a gross situation on all sides. Miles Garrett included, him included. It's you don't want to see it. I disagree with the NFL on the fact that the Mason has not been penalized. I I hope that Mason or not Mason, but I hope Miles Garrett takes us to court because the NFL is still in violation of the CBA protocol. Yeah, they win against their own rules. Because you're still not allowed to suspend players indefinitely for an in-game act. Yeah, indefinitely for on-game. Or in-game uh, action, so and there has to be audio 
for sure, because there's... Be, well, they've already said that they went through it and found nothing. So somebody's lying in the situation. There's a guy who literally, um, who tweeted out, who said he works for the Browns Audio, and says that you can hear clear as day through some of the helmets. I bet you could. That's what that, I'm saying. Is that that's Mason why I Rudolph think, were saying racial slurs yeah. to Miles Garrett. But the thing is, the NFL doesn't want to look into it because they don't want to escalate anything further. It would look bad on them. It's gonna look bad on the NFL. It'll look bad on the on the Steelers. You know, it's it it's how it goes. And it's crazy to see that you know in the NFL over the years we've seen people who you know have been acute who have been found uh, for rape and domestic violence and you know all of this stuff keeps breaking the drug protocol every every year and you see all these guys get little to no suspensions or. Welcome back into the league with open arms. But yeah, when you conk someone on the head with a helmet, that's that's what does it for you. I've watched a couple things today, actually. And a couple of... So one was on Ben Roethlisberger with the, how you were talking about with the rape yes. allegations and everything. His started out at six games for rape. Then it went to four. It was went down to four. Then Joe Mixon. I don't even know exactly what happened with this. But yes. he... There's a video of it and I watched it today. He would beat a woman in public in front of people so hard to where she fractured her, like her actual skull, fractured yes. her skull. And he's the starting running back for the Cincinnati Bengals right now. But yeah. he absolutely demolished a woman. These, these are guys who could be in prison for 20 years plus. For certain actions and they're, they're does playing. not go to court, does not go to these things. They're and playing just, football. They're still playing professional football, getting paid for it and stuff. But but yeah, hitting someone in the head with a helmet, that's what goes that's what's over the top in the NFL. And I get that that is not okay. It's definitely I get not that. it's definitely not okay. It's not. He did. He used a weapon on a guy. I know it's not gonna be looked at as that anymore because the charges were not pressed, and I understand that now, but it's that's not the point anymore. It's the fact that it's now Two different situations. They're at you know at different it's severities, and it, he's getting an absolute worst punishment you can get, other than banned from the league. This is literally Cleveland versus the world because these things always are. You, you even reduce Marquise Pouncey's suspension from three games to two games, but not Ogunjobi. But you, the thing is, if you do that, then Ogunjobi should not be suspended, but just heavily fined. Yeah, because I, he just pushed Mason Rudolph to the ground. That's you saw me. That's a game suspension, but yeah, kicking a guy in the helmet. Say, I saw Pouncey multiple punches, multiple kicks. kicks, and oh, we'll reduce your suspension. <laughs> okay, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Mason yeah. Rudolph still has yet to be suspended or fined. So it, so it, it's a very confusing situation there. I don't. I think the NFL is making it worse on themselves than they really think it's going. <laughs> yeah, they they really are. I, it's a situation I want to I want to get off of now just because it's yeah. so. It's so annoying, and we could sit and talk about it forever. But it's, please, Miles, go to court and just yeah, take it like court. It needs to go. I agree. It needs to go to court. The last time it happened was Tom Brady with the Deflate Gate. Yes, he won. Tom Brady won. Yes, indeed he I, did. I say go. That's I say go. I say. But next game, let's go on. Let's go on. Jacksonville at Tennessee. Where are you at? Jacksonville. Really? Yes. Titans for me. I just think that Derrick Henry is really just insane here, and. Jaguars don't have a very good defense. Tennessee has an all right defense. I just see, but I'm not saying that it's not like it's going to be the Jaguars do nothing. I think they put a fight up. I just think that this is like a three point win for the Titans. I, I like Nick Foles, DJ Shark, and Leonard Fournette in this one. Yeah. I like you said, just an average defense for the Titans. Still pretty good defense, but kind of average. Yeah. They started out a lot better at the beginning. Yeah. But. I think they, they started just, off red hot out of the gate against the Browns, and then they slowed they, down a they lot. They had like two or three games where they were pretty good, and then it started slumping down. But I, I think those guys will end up torching that defense quite often. I, I like you said, it'll be a close game, but I, I think it's flip flops. I think Jacksonville gets that win. Yeah, got you. Uh, the next one we got here on the on the docket is going to be Cowboys at Patriots. I'm with the Patriots. As am I. And it's two teams that I'm not too fond of. But Me either. Um, the Patriots just have a defense that's unlike any other. They, you can't understand that defense because they run in so many different ways that you cannot figure that out. So what's going to happen is basically their number one coverage is going to be on Michael Gallup. Number two and three 
He's going to be doubling Amari Cooper. They're just telling us, they're us, not us, the Cowboys, telling the Cowboys, beat us with your Jason Witten, basically, you know, beat us with Jason Witten or Randall Cobb. This you're gonna you're gonna see because they're they're gonna the defense is gonna force Dak to be as accurate as possible when he throws it, and you're gonna see how well Dak did in the offseason with his accuracy issues. And throughout the season. And I still see a lot of struggles with that accuracy that Dak Prescott has. I, I still don't think he's overcame his accuracy issues. But, like you said, they're going to be doubling the big guys, Amari Cooper. They're going to be stacking the box against Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to be running a lot of cover zero blitz. As which, we talked about on Tuesday. Which means that they're going to overstack the box and just blitz hard. Which means, and like I said, for people who don't know what the cover zero is, a normal team lines up with about six or seven linemen on the front line of their offense. They, what the defense will do is they'll add another person to the line to overpower the line by one person, whether it's a middle linebacker or a safety. And it's just all out blitz. Everyone just blitzes and rushes right through. So what, what, what will happen is, they're going to run a lot of cover zero blitz. They're going to force Dak to immediately throw as soon as he steps back out of the pocket. And if that doesn't work, you literally have to go to Zeke and pray to God that he can break free. If not, like you said, they're going to have to go to Amari Cooper or guys like Randall Cobb or Jason Wynn and stuff like that. And he's going to have to be very, very, very accurate because the way that New England defense plays – if you're not accurate, it's immediately picked off. Like, uh, immediately. You got the McCourty brothers back there. <laughs> I mean, as soon as that ball is in the air, you pray to God that Gilmore or the McCourty brothers aren't there because that's picked off immediately. And you have to be as as accurate as a pin dropping on the floor. You have to be that accurate. Because, yeah, because this defense is just it's just how this defense is. They're way too good. And if you're not accurate, which Dak really isn't, it's going to show you how good that Dak practiced in the offseason with his accuracy issues. Another reason for going with the Patriots is, listen to this fun stat. The Patriots have a 20-game winning streak at Gillette Stadium and with nine consecutive wins by double digits so far. Yeah. So uh, they're gonna. It's going to be a big blowout. I, yeah. It's, it's going to – I wouldn't say a blowout, but it's going to be – they're going to – I don't win. think it's a double-digit win. I don't. I think that little streak ends. I don't think the, the – I think it's a 10-point win. I guess I could see that. I could I, see that. I, I say it would be like a 27-17 win. I could see that happen. I wouldn't be hurt by that. I wouldn't um, either. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the next one. So, this is the Sunday night game. This one I'm really excited about as well. It's going to oh, be a fun one. Me too. Yeah, Packers at 49ers. I'm going with the 49ers. I'm going with the Packers. I, I like it. So, reason being is because <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a beast. Is a beast. He's going home. He's a California boy. Yeah. He's going home. And it, he's going home. He's looking to just, you know, hey, guys, I'm back. You know, he's going to be comfortable. So, I, I just see that this is how that goes, and there's no. I know the 49ers have been playing really well; they're hot. Yes, but I just like, I like, I just like the Packers in this game. I think that they're going to be able to overcome that defense a little bit, and Aaron Rodgers is a smart enough quarterback that he's going to know what he has to do. Yeah, I for me, I just like the 49ers with the fact that Garoppolo has been playing so well. Uh, he got an elite receiver in Emmanuel Sanders. He's got other receivers he can throw to. He's got. To, he's got a great running back core. He's got decent tight ends. But the thing, and this is for me, like we talked about before with the Patriots, that coaching staff works so well together. Yeah. They, and they just know what they're doing. Yeah, they've just got it together. They just got it together. This team's got it together. And I, I don't see them. I don't see them. Even if they lose, they're still a hot team. Of course, but if they if they do lose, so if the Packers do win, they actually and this is something I'm looking at here right now. The Packers would win. They would hop them in the NFC playoff picture, which they're still both going to go to playoffs. Oh, but absolutely. They would hop them technically, so that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be, be kind of cool big to see. Jump. It'd be cool to see, but it's kind of good to see San Francisco back to where they used to be. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, so that's where we're at on that game. So then the last game of the week, Monday night, we've got Ravens at Rams, and this game could be an absolute blowout. 
I personally think that the Ravens are going to run up a significant number here on the Rams. I'm sorry. I just do. I don't like it either. It's just what's going to happen. Lamar Jackson is a different animal. But I will say one thing on this. This is the one team that I think could stop Lamar's running, but doesn't really help you that much because the dude can still throw into buckets. So it doesn't matter. See, I'm going with Baltimore as well. I, I agree. Lamar Jackson has become a god. And this is something that nobody expected. I had him high on my draft boards when that draft happened mm-hmm. a couple last year, the year before. Because um, how my draft board went was Baker, Darnold, Jackson, uh, Allen, and Rosen. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I, I thought Lamar Jackson would be a lot higher of a pick than being the last pick of the first round. And he deservingly so. He should have been a top five pick. Right. And, man... He's been a different animal in this league. Like last year, he had his struggles, and he he's he's found himself. Yeah, he he had some struggles and everything there, but then he started kind of getting it getting it on there, and he found out what he needed to do. And now that he's able to do this, it's weird. He's like a this mixture position of quarterback, running back. It's really it's, it's like it's watching new, it's, it's Michael Vick. It's like watching a new age Michael Vick. It's like watching. Quarterback run a wildcat offense. Yeah, it really is. It's like Michael Vick. It's honestly it's what I'm Vick. saying. It's like watching Michael Vick. So, and he could be another guy that joins like the thirty thousand yard like uh, passing yards and like three thousand rushing. Mm-hmm. He can join that club of guys like Dante Culpepper, Donovan McNabb, Steve McNair. Yeah, like I know he's got that in him, and it's it is really impressive to watch. I won't yes. lie, it really is. Yeah, he's it's so impressive, but like you said, this is just a game where he can run up that score and do it with ease. And I see that. I mean, I legitimately think like I pray to God the Rams can stop them. Right, but, but I, this is a this is a game here where I honestly can realistically see the the Ravens winning by like thirty. Yeah. As a Browns fan, I settled for wild card already. Yeah, I'm not settling for winning the division anymore. It's right. it's wild card for me. It'd be nice, but wild card or bust. So let's get in now that we've got our picks out of the way and we will be able to give you guys an updated score on Tuesday of where we're at tied right now at eight and eight. Uh, We're going to go into our top seven defenses before we get out of here. And I actually have eight, but we're going to get into the get into the defenses here. So where do you want to start? Where do we start last week? We started at seven, I believe. Did we start seven? All right, we'll go one down. Okay, we'll start with one go down. So the top ranked defense for me this week, which is becoming a trend, as I've said, is whoever faces Washington because they're terrible and want to lose. And it's kind of the same thing with Cincinnati and Miami, as you'll notice. Um, Detroit is going to be our number one defense this week. They are facing Washington. They give up so many, you name it, There's just, just turnovers. No, there's just no explanation here. It's obviously Detroit. Yeah, it's going to be Detroit here. Number two, Chicago versus New York Giants. So Chicago's defense is just really good. They're going to be able to take advantage of when Danny Dimes is passing and try to, you know, try to get some interceptions here and there. I this just the defense is just it's overwhelming. I mean, I know Khalil Mack has not been what he was last year has always been, but it's he's still good and he's still the leader of this defense and he knows what he needs to get it done. So if 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 Chicago wants a chance at this game, that's going to be it. It's going to be their defense and David Montgomery. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't think this Giants offense is going to be able to handle that Chicago defense because they're a suffocating defense. They force you to make throws and make – they force you to throw, and when you do it, you make bad mistakes all around. I just am hoping that Saquon can find a couple holes, get himself out there. Yeah. That's, that's why I picked the Giants. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. But, uh, but I, I get it. I understand. I, I just went with a little more risky pick there. Yeah. Um, so next game, speaking of bad teams, this is one we were talking about here. We are picking Pittsburgh defense over Cincinnati. So Pittsburgh defense has been pretty well. I'm not going to lie. And they're facing another terrible team that's trying to lose. They're, I mean, it's like they're trying. It's like they throw interceptions and they clap. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I am – it's just another game that's no explanation. I mean, Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. We all know that Cincinnati is going to lose. We all know they want to lose. It's a free win for whoever plays them. And 
Yeah, I mean, the Pittsburgh defense at the beginning of the year has not been good. Uh, like the f- the first few games of the season, or well, the first half of the season, the Steelers defense struggled a lot, and now they've really picked it back up, and they're the same Steelers defense that we used to know, and that we know of, and yeah, it's just poor Cincinnati. Yeah, poor Cincinnati. They can't even get five fans at a game. <laughs> Number four on the week is going to be New Orleans versus Carolina. New Orleans has been a, a top defense all year. Yes. And this isn't going to stop. I know they're facing a good offense, but they've faced plenty of good offenses, and they're still going to be a top defense. It's just how it is. got to put them here. It's, it's what they do. Yeah. Right now it's basically just – New Orleans defense versus Christian McCaffrey. That's what you're looking at, honestly. You mean, yes, of course, they've got their wide receivers and everything there, but it's it, I it's just, more or less Christian it's McCaffrey. It's a lot of Christian McCaffrey, and <laughs> they're going to have to try to figure out their, their hand at uh, controlling that mess there. So that's a pretty pretty no-brainer call there. And then the next one as well, I had to put them on here, is Cleveland's defense. I know they're depleted down to Miles Garrett. I know they're down a couple people this week. They're down Miles Garrett, Olivia Vernon. Uh, Morgan Burnett with that injury, and they are out. Also, Larry Ogunjobi for a game because the NFL sucks. And with all of that, whoever <laughs> we are starting on top is still going to be better than whoever Miami is starting because they are a team full of second strings. So it, it's Pe- just people compare playing Miami to a kind of like a um juco school almost yeah it's it's getting rough it's like an nfl team versus a juco school i'm telling you i i understand they've got two wins i know they're not officially the worst team in the nfl anymore but they were called that and given that label for a reason yes they're not good at all they've gotten a couple fluke wins i don't expect much out of them i think cleveland's defense is going to be good enough you, you know it's going to be stumble it or not so Cleveland defense here at five. They've been showing themselves to be something pretty special the last couple weeks anyway. Number six, Buffalo at Denver. Or versus Denver, sorry. Um, I think Buffalo as well has just an elite defense. Denver is very new right now. They're young. They're trying to figure themselves out just as much as as Buffalo is. And I think Buffalo is going to be more disciplined. I think that's what that game comes down to. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be discipline. Also, too, Buffalo's been a top 10 defense all year. So they just, they've all around had a good defense. They have a very good passing defense. Their rushing defense is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's going to be a lot of Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Because that uh, front seven is not the greatest for Buffalo. <laughs> so, but I mean, all in all, that defense has been very good. And there's a reason why they're six and three or six and four right now. Right. So, and then the last one here is going to be New England versus Dallas. I like New England here just because they're the top-rated defense all season. They are amazing. They will be able to handle this offense. They're going to be able to. They're going to get interceptions. They're going to force fumbles. That's what they do. They've done it all season. They're going to keep the points low. Yes. And it does not matter who they face. They can face the best offense in the league. They're still going to be able to hush them, you. hush them as much as possible. Yeah, like you said, this team hasn't give up has been beating teams by double digit points for the last 20 games and it's at home and it's really not fair because they're just that good and i think this is a game where new england just should, goes up to Dak prescott and be like hey look we're gonna force you to throw so don't make a mistake right and then and he he'll make mistakes it's gonna happen it, it's just but that's going to be what our top seven, and I want to include this last defense here just because I, I I didn't feel too confident enough just to keep them up on this top list. I couldn't find anyone to boot down, but Atlanta versus Tampa Bay I have because Atlanta, after their bye week, has looked like a different animal. Yes. It's been, it's been crazy since they've changed play calling over there, and they're facing a, a team that just gives up interceptions like their hotcakes for free. Like, it's ridiculous. Mm. Jameis Winston has thrown 13 interceptions in his last five games. It's getting ridiculous and out of hand. They're yeah. going to throw interceptions. They have chances of taking these things to the house. That's points. I'm surprised Jameis Winston is not benched at all. Maybe. Who are they going to start? They don't know if it's Magic anymore in the back. I would start anybody over him. <laughs> at least he's getting touchdowns. 
He's still throwing 400 plus yards. He's still getting touchdowns. He's able yeah, to do that but. stuff. He's he has two top five <laughs> fantasy wide receivers. He's keeping them valuable. I just don't think a good stat line is no I'm three with you. three <laughs> three touchdowns, 400 yards, four interceptions. <laughs> no, I hear you, but no. So, but that's guys. That's what we're gonna have for the today. That's that's what we got for you. Don't forget to make sure any start sit questions that you guys have, please. Um, any of our social medias, I don't care which ones. Make sure you guys ask us questions. We will answer. Also, too, I did some research. The Cincinnati Bengals do play the Miami Dolphins in Week 16, baby. <laughs> oh, Let's go. Really? Tank Bowl. <laughs> the Tank Bowl. We'll see how that goes. There. But, yes, any Star City questions, please hit us up at the at the FF Geniuses on Twitter and at the Fantasy Geniuses on Instagram. So if you guys have any Star City questions, you guys can DM us, add us whatever we will answer as best as we can as quick as we can because we want to be able to help you guys succeed that's what we want to do and plus the most important thing for us doing this show is to engage with people and to engage with other people who love fantasy just as much as we do so we're not just going to sit here and just talk but we want to be able to help and engage and help create something special for you guys so yes be be sure to follow us at the ff geniuses on twitter at the fantasy geniuses on Instagram, ask us those start sit questions. Awesome. Well, I'm happy you guys came out and uh, listened to us here. I do appreciate that. And we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see you on Tuesday.